You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, the joys of technology. I think that my constant battle of technology <laughs> has, uh, has reached this point where I don't know whether to run away from computers, whether to uh, just fully give in to them, or whether I should try to become a computer. I don't know which one of these. Whether you should try happen. to become a computer? Something along <laughs> these lines needs to happen, because between my camera and the computers now, they're all against I don't against think me. you should have anything that requires like batteries or Com- charging. or. I've got a, a theory about this. I've got a theory. Okay. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. We do so greatly, greatly appreciate we it. We do. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and subscribe to the Fun Employment Radio Network for only six ninety nine a month. The first week is... Is free. Six ninety nine a month, you say. Six ninety nine a month, and you get access to all of the live shows on this network. You get access to the exclusive archives, the chat, and the wonderful programming that can only air right here on the network, twenty four hours a day. Six ninety nine a month, pretty good deal. <laughs> That's pretty it's a steal, Greg. Pretty good deal. So we've got a ton of stuff uh, coming up today that we're that we are going to get to. Um, finally, finally, <laughs> if you are listening live, you would notice that we were slightly delayed. Finally, yes, because so, Greg and technology lately, they're kind of on the rocks. All right, so in the last week and a half, my phone stopped working. Now it's kind of working again, but mostly not working. My computer went to the blue screen of death, and that lasted for for a couple of hours actually the other day. And I I thought maybe that was the final final straw on that the final breath. And then this weekend, now admittedly, this one may have something to do with me. But uh, it has to do with the my camera that I took to the beach. Oh, this has everything to do with you. It's not entirely my fault because there was no warning label on the camera that said I could not wrestle on the beach. That you should not dunk it into the sand. I assume have at little this point, tiny granules inside of you know a piece of uh, machinery. When you look at advertisements for like point and shoot cameras, like little digital cameras, the majority of the pictures always revolve around like some outdoor nature scene, like on the beach or something like that, or like a big ravine. But a lot on the beach or on vacation. Why would the technology not be there to keep sand from getting inside of the shutter? Why does that not because exist? That's, because it's not technology. It's how a shutter works. But that's but see, there I shouldn't like expect that. There isn't some groundbreaking that. technology that's going to create a new shutter for cameras. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that's like as as optimal as you can get with a shutter for a camera. But see, I should I should expect that it's not going to be rigged up to where sand can just get in there and like grind you know grind the gears all up. Oh, boy. I think I, that was a fair expectation. I was wrong. So what you're saying is you still haven't been able to get all of the sand out, out of here. No. And your actually, camera. I posted something about it today. So so I went to the beach over the weekend, ended up wrestling my buddy, which sounds bad. He ended up wrestling Nate, which if anybody has been a listener of this show, you know this happens every time there's alcohol and Nate involved and him and Greg going well, somewhere. Well, it's his fault. He tried to, tried to attack me. Yeah. So, um, so I wrestled around, and anyway, the... the Camera ended up getting some sand in it. I didn't realize it until the next day, but I did notice on the pictures when I went to look back at them, like the shutter is half closed on half of them, and you can't really see. But anything. you couldn't tell when you were drunk. Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't paying attention because like it was blocked. dark out. I'm just like <laughs> click, 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 click. So, um, so as I as I did that, the next morning I realized, oh well, this uh, this is an opening. So the shutter itself won't pop out of the camera. Uh-huh. It just goes, and then as I described it yesterday with my sounds. So that is, uh, I posted something on Facebook asking questions from photographer friends, and <laughs> did they give you a resounding "you're fucked"? 
Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, I think explicitly it was written that you were fucked. Uh, fucked, shit out of luck. Um, for the majority, it sounds like I am I am very much out of luck. Now, there's some places that do repair, but even just from the price estimates that have been put on here, that's probably more than the camera's worth. Okay. It's just more money than I have. So... I may be out of luck. I might be out of luck. Well, I don't know. I mean, just you just have to have the patience to try and get out each gr- you know grain of sand one granule at a time. Uh, Norm from Texas is writing, uh, and he is a photographer. He said, Greg, let a photographer explain all the images and advertising campaigns for a point-and-shoot camera are not shot on the camera they are advertising. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. Why wouldn't they do that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Greg, you just need one that has fewer, like anything that you have, you need something with fewer, uh, with less working parts. Like you don't need a camera that has like the pokey any outy. Well, know, it's not that complicated. It's not that complex. Clearly, of a it is complex. Clearly, it's your lifestyle does not cater to something that has you know shutters and has that thingy that goes in and out. That's what she said. But um, I don't. I think that you need to get like a waterproof camera or one that you can drop. Well, see, but it, it even if it was well. waterproof, that wouldn't do me any good because that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be sandproof. I need a sandproof camera. Well, if it's waterproof, sand can't get into it. That doesn't necessarily mean that. Yes, no. it does, because no. that means that it's sealed off from water. No, it just means that water, uh, it's got water-resistant So what you're saying is sand can get into places that water can't. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Actually, I believe that could be true. So, I'm saying that if it's water-resistant, that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't have some parts that would, could still be affected by sand. Yes, I think that's exactly what it means. No, 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 no. No, it can't be penetrated by outside Neither forces. Neither of us are experts enough to be. <laughs> it, can, can, it's not like some super shield that's, that's set up. It's not like the shield in, uh, in Independence Day or something like that. It's that it cannot be penetrated by anything known to mankind. No, it can still be ruined. I mean, it's not a diamond-encrusted camera, although I would like one of those. That'd be kind of cool. So I've, I'm saying I, I maybe out of a camera but it's between that and the computer and the phone and everything that I do of course is online and revolves around technology it's Greg it's is never question not scary, uh, staring at his computer or his phone well there's emails his that camera. come in that need answered sure and uh, sometimes they're work emails what there you go work? I gotta eat uh, work. Norm posted a picture in the chat it's a he said that this camera is nibbler proof <laughs> oh really how much is it though oh god like that's, six thousand that's where the problem is yeah, yeah. see I'm also I'm also uh not of the wealthy variety. So it's got to be cheap and indestructible. That's what I want. I want the combination of those two things. So somebody Just can, like you. Somebody can find one of those <laughs> cheap things. Cheap and indestructible. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It's between that and – I mean there's two banes in my life. There's, two, there's two, uh, two things that I know are constants that I will battle with for my entire life. And one of them is technology. As much as I love technology, technology it does not love you. battles back against me. It does not love you. Mainly because of my lack of funds to get something better. Mm-hmm. But also, insects. So I'm relating these two. <laughs> these are the two battles of my life. The two things, you know, everybody has their, their things that they struggle with their entire life. Some people, it's like, you know, oh, well, they, I have alcoholism, they say, or, you know, there's some kind of personal <laughs> <They> demons. <laughs> or there's, you know, some, some kind of personal thing they're going on. The two things that I will battle with my entire life insects and technology those are my two things those are my two things those are things that i i my two demons i can't really control them i can have a little bit of control but i let them get to me and that's that those are my two things and where is the where's the help for someone like me 
There needs to there be some kind no of help. some kind of therapy for that. Oh yeah, methods. Methods are my nemesis. They're your nemesis, but they probably won't be there for it. Like, I mean, yeah. clearly they're going to outlast you. I mean, they'll probably be there long after you move. Probably, but um, yeah, because they're not going anywhere. So as long as you oh, live yeah. in your house, that is a constant. My method neighbors. Wait, yes. although then again, maybe that should be a third thing because I did battle crackheads before at a previous place. Really? Yeah, because I've lived at a lot of places and I've never had to battle crackhead or methhead neighbors. Oh yeah, the crackheads. That was when I was living in my apartment complex and before I bought the house. Actually, long before I bought the house. But I was living in an apartment complex where there was a crack den at the end of the same building I was in. And they all hung out in there. And then they tried to steal a baby. And Oh, yeah, busted. the baby stealers. I remember yeah, you talking yeah, about that. Yeah, the baby thief. Which I, I found the baby thief. I, uh, I you helped, did. I helped out the world on that day. Oh, there's, so. a, there's another suggestion, Greg, for your camera really quick. Yes. Uh, they make children's digital cameras. <laughs> you should totally get one. How high a megapixel rate is it? I don't know, but that's totally what you need because you are like a man child. And can I take the SD card out of it? I'm sure you can. Does it take good pictures? I don't know. If it takes, you just push the big shiny red button (laughs) and take your pictures. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Uh, People are wondering about the baby stars in the the live chat. So just (laughs) to explain that, I've 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 talked about this story. It was a long time ago. Yeah. On here, but when I lived in the apartment complex, this is the one that ended up burning down. A lot of adventures in this apartment complex, let me just say. Was this the same apartment complex that the girl would break in and watch you sleep? Yes. God, that's so creepy. Yes, she would break in and watch me sleep, although I didn't find out about that until like a year later. When after you bumped into her and she was drunk and she told you. She right? was drunk, and then by that point, she was on meth because she'd lost like 30 pounds, and then she told me that she used to break into the apartment that and watch so me sleep. That's so creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really creepy. Um, so, yeah, the, the crack den... It was like, um, I don't know, maybe a 20-unit apartment complex, not a huge one, with an upstairs and a downstairs. And I was on, it was, it was in like an L shape, so like 10 on each side. I was at the far end of one. The crack den was at the center, at the elbow of the L, if so to speak. Okay. And it, on the upper floor. And it was just this room. Somebody had rented it, and they didn't live there anymore, and they weren't paying rent, and they were trying to get them evicted, but it was a crack den with just people coming in and out all the time. Oh, why am I lying? I live below a crackhead. Of course I've lived with crackheads. Oh, yeah, you did poops on poops. Poops on poops. Yeah, yeah. So you How did f- I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot about well, that. Well, this one was a full-on den. And, um, and yeah, so to explain the baby thief, there was a, a couple in the one of the lower apartments that had a little... She was probably like three, so it was a toddler thief, I guess, more than that. She was probably three years old, and she ran out of their apartment. You know, they were all getting ready to leave, and they opened the door, and she ran out and just walked like a little bit around the corner right in front of the apartment complex and this uh, crack woman was wa- happened to be walking by at the same time walked by and just swooped her up swooped up the little girl and started walking off oh with her oh my god and the dude chased her down because he was right there and got the kid back away from her and then the woman take- took off and that's when I came home that day from work and I saw all these cop cars in the parking lot which was not a you know not atypical when you have a cracked in in your sure. apartment complex sure and sure sure You're I'm pretty to used to that yeah it's more it was more kind of bemused like oh boy what's going on this time and I got there and then found out that they had tried to steal the kid and they had some of them locked up like on the um, on the sidewalk but they didn't have the woman and that's when I looked at the stairwell next to my apartment I was like you mean that woman hiding up there because there's this woman crouched down and then they went and got her she was the Baby so you saved. So Greg, you saved a child's life. Well, kind of. I mean, they already had the child you back, sh- but this woman would have done it again. So yes. I was kind of. Uh, I did kind of do a good thing that day. Mm-hmm. And in my reward for that was my apartment burning down about you know, four months later. So God that's damn. that's what ended up happening. Yeah, that was a cursed place. Oh, Greg, that was a cursed apartment <laughs> complex right there. You do the right thing and you get fire for it. So anyway, technology. Bane of my existence, insects, possibly a little bit of methods. Those are the same. Those, those are those three things. Yeah. 
these are what I battle against. <laughs> Just want to get that out there. Get that okay, out there good. I'm glad. Um, all right. A uh, couple of points of business for tomorrow's show. We're going to be joined by one of the people who's going to be appearing at the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. Yeah, which is happening next Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. Eight days. A week from, from tomorrow. Yes. The Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase at the Secret Society. We want you guys all to be there. Please come out for this. You can pick up your ticket right now at funemploymentradio.com. There's a link right there where you can pick up the ticket, and you get to see four awesome comedians. Yes. Including one of which is going to be on the show tomorrow, and that is Cheers. Randy Mendez. Randy Mendez, who we've never had on the show, who is very, very funny, and he is, and yeah, and so he's going to be performing. Yes. And he's coming here. Yep. And he has a very amazing beard. Yeah, if he still has the beard. If he still has the beard. We don't know if he still has the beard. I don't know if he still has the beard. It was a pretty good beard, though. Yeah, it He was. should probably hang on to that. Yeah, he probably should. Yes. Yes. So Randy Mendez will be on the show tomorrow right here on Fun And, and then should Radio. we say who we're, what we're doing tonight? I mean, I'm a little gun-shy after the Adam Carolla incident. Me too. Which, but if I mean, you missed that if you missed that episode, we were supposed to have Adam Carolla on one episode, and then he, did, he didn't show up. But we did have him on. So yes. he is on uh, one of our episodes, if you missed that. Mm-hmm. I think there's some people that only heard the one he didn't show up on. Oh, okay. And then didn't hear that he actually <laughs> called in and apologized and then came back on the air. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, but it makes me a little gun-shy promoting things. I don't know. It's, I, think it's, uh, I think it's safe to promote this. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right, if you feel it is. So tonight... I'm so excited. See, that's probably why it's not going to happen, because I'm so excited about it. Yeah. So tonight, we get to go. We're going right before his show. We're going to go backstage and interview Mr. Andrew WK. Mr. Andrew WK. Andrew fucking WK, who is playing tonight, 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 tonight. At the Hawthorne Theater, which is on the corner of 39th and Southeast Hawthorne, I think doors are at 7, show starts at like 8, and so he has a couple openers, but yeah, Andrew WK is going to be in town. That is awesome. And it's fucking awesome. So we're going to talk to him, go see the show tonight, it's going to be hopefully fucking epic. I have so many different questions that I want to ask him, just, well, I mean, because he was touring with Black Sabbath, but just as their DJ, their opening DJ, like, apparently he wasn't playing music. Oh, yeah? He was just DJing. Which is kind of an interesting way to go about it, but I want to ask what it's like going on tour with you know ancient Ozzy at oh, this point. Yeah. Because I mean, they're all in there; they all got to be crabby, and they're all getting they're getting quite a ways up there. Oh sure. Well, and he just does a little bit of everything. It seems like he just participated in a twenty-four hour drumathon. Yeah, that I want to ask about too because mm-hmm. that's funny. Because uh, I think he broke or tried to break the Guinness uh, World Record for drumming the most straight hours. Yeah. With uh, and then Questlove came down and joined him and a bunch of other people. Yeah, the Sklar yeah. brothers were there. Sklar <laughs> brothers uh-huh. were there. Oh That's yeah. Funny. And then um, the other thing I want to ask him about is I don't know if I'm going to ask him about this though. But there's okay. that whole conspiracy theory out there that there's more than one Andrew WK. That it's uh, that it's a uh, more of a uh, marketing thing, and they have different people they plug in to play <laughs> the role of Andrew WK, which I think it's hilarious. Nobody can I, play the role of Andrew WK. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's just the that's story. A, I think that's I'm not a good saying question. I believe the story, but I do want to ask him that's about it. That's a good question. I, I like might that bring question. It, up. Uh, uh, it depends J- on it depends on what kind of uh, what kind of mood he's in. Oh, he's Andrew WK. He's always in a fucking awesome mood. Uh, have you ever met Andrew WK? No, but so I just how, assume. It. I don't know if you can necessarily. I saw him once. I saw him DJing at a club in uh, New York, and it was yes. I've heard you tell this. Mm-hmm. It was very story. Uh, Mr. Jenky wants us to ask uh, Andrew WK. Uh, to, he wants us to find out if he has any thoughts on partying and perhaps how to party more efficiently. <laughs> there, there are better way to party than what I've been doing. I like to party. How I just don't know I if I'm partying? partying the best way. So, 
Uh, oh yeah, Steve Mike. That is the other person. That's the Andrew WK persona, allegedly. Oh allegedly. really? Yes, and all these conspiracy theories. Seriously? There's a website called truthaboutandrewwk.blogspot.com. Yes, oh yeah, there is. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 for real. Let's see here. Here, I'll show you. Um, I just posted a link they in the live chat. They planned it all along. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a, allegedly a picture of him in front of like a big marketing board where they're talking about the Andrew WK brand. And <laughs> then they also tie in that Lady Gaga is a brand and there's other Lady Gagas that all... That all play these roles. Are you serious? Oh my god! Oh yeah, no, it's somebody who put a lot of time and thought into Andrew WK. Andrew WK has been brainwashed. They planned it all along. <laughs> what? Can anyone explain the photo below? It was posted on Andrew WK's official website where he said he was going into emergency meetings. I guess Andrew on the right, and maybe one of Steve Mike on the left, who is also Andrew. Yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they, and there, there's a whole other uh, conspiracy site, too. Like, one of the most probable reasons behind the this drastic career change... Okay, so they're saying that, you know, once he stopped making music and he started doing uh, other things, uh, put, his, put his career on hold in 2005, he did, like, speaking and traveling around and lecturing type things. Mm-hmm. He said, one of the most probable reasons behind this drastic career change is an elusive figure named Steve Mike, who, after a controversial WK, Andrew WK concert in New Jersey in December 2004, has been threatening AWK's professional career by flooding the public with cryptic, hostile, black, blackmail-like information about Andrew's past. What? Threatening to reveal top-secret information about Andrew WK being a hired actor and simply a pawn in a larger scheme. Who gives a shit if that's what the case what is? What the hell? Honestly, though, even if that were true, if he were the guy playing Andrew W.K. Wait, so, they, like, so they're saying, this is blowing my mind. They're saying that there are two, there's a guy who plays Andrew W.K. So, or that Andrew W.K. is Steve Mike. So, okay. <laughs> I know, this is, it's confusing. And I'm trying to understand Andrew. it myself. Okay. So, and I'm just saying this is what out, what's out there. And I don't believe any of this, but this is what they, this, these people are saying. So that... Andrew W.K. was created by a music company, much like boy bands and that kind of thing. What? Okay. So, and he was just hired to play this role. They scripted everything, and he was hired to play that role. That's not that far-fetched of an idea of something like that oh, happening. sure. I'm not saying it's necessarily him, and I don't believe that it's him. Um, but that's not a far-fetched idea that, you know, music companies do that all the time. They create bands. They create groups all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what they do. But... But this guy is threatening this Steve Mike guy. So allegedly he's threatening to release that information to the public. But then the other conspiracy theory is that there's multiple Andrew WKs <laughs> who all play this role. They just happen to look their lookalikes. Well, what if it's true? get on and lip sync to the music. What if you ask Andrew WK about that and he's like, I don't want to talk about that. Well, that's what why that's I'm, the question. That's why what I'm if that's wondering, the question that he's just like, I don't want to talk about that. That's why I don't know if I want to bring it up or not. Because I, I mean, I don't know exactly what his demeanor is, uh, and especially with something like this. I'm sure this wasn't a fun thing for him, you know, when all these people were coming up with this stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's why I want to see how how he is. And um, yeah, this is fascinating. I'm looking. Yeah. Okay, now I know what I'm doing. All there's afternoon, a whole by side the way. on Gawker about it. I'm going down. Like I'm going down the Andrew Double mm-hmm. WK conspiracy wormhole. That's They're saying, what I'm yeah, doing. He is is a piece of performance art whose persona was in part designed by others, and then uh, different people can play it. Uh, several people who are closest to him have stated that Andrew uh, W.K. is indeed Steve Mike and designed the entire concept from the beginning. 
Oh, there's a, there's apparently more that they uh, maybe hired figureheads. Norm from Texas just put this in the chat. Hired figureheads for a USA-based effort of the occult society, most likely the Freemasons or the Illuminati. Yes, I'm sure the Illuminati are involved in Andrew WK. <laughs> Someone else also points out that the blogs about Andrew WK haven't been updated since 2010. Has the author been has the author been disappeared? Maybe that should be that should be one of the questions I ask him. Does so Mr. WK where WK is to do with the author of the blog about you? We have to ask. Yeah. That's just too crazy. Yeah. Wait, so him and Lady Gaga are in the conspiracy together? No, they're separate, but they're uh, created by the same entity, okay. I believe. Well, I mean, that's... A th- <laughs> okay, this is this is bizarre. I am now I'm going to lose about four hours of my life this afternoon <laughs> looking up all of this Andrew Just WK Google, Google Andrew WK ca- mystery. Andrew WK mystery. I think that's what I first Googled. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's tons of this stuff out there. That is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that whole like Marilyn Manson being Paul from the Wonder Years. Oh, it's more than that though. Yeah, it's more than that because it's it's really in depth. Some of these some of these articles and how far this thing spread. Wow. I mean, <gasps> oh, someone suggested having him do a liner calling himself Steve. <laughs> <laughs> let's see the temperament. Yeah, let's see the temperament first. I would. Like I don't to want to have another Margaret Cho situation on our hands, <laughs> where you expect you anticipate one kind of person and then there's like hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we want to be careful with that. <laughs> we want to be careful with oh that. Oh, my gosh. Now this has me super excited. Yeah, we have to ask. We have to ask. Yeah, well, let's – I want to do a little bit more research on it myself and just see what if there's any response from him. Maybe this is something that really pisses would, him off. Why would he even respond to that? That's just crazy. I don't know. I mean – I, I don't know. Well, it's true. If you if you do, yeah, find I don't know. A story, I mean, it's not. It didn't happen to me, so I don't know how I would respond to that. That's true. <laughs> You're you not. Do, there's more than one Sarah Dillon. The secret is out, ladies and gentlemen. Fun Employment Radio was created by that. a corporation. We don't talk about that. I'm revealing it. If I'm pushed off the side of a mountain later. Do you know why? So, <laughs> um, yeah. I. Oh God! Did you read that story? That story's awful. Oh yeah, that story's terrible. Yeah. I've been to Glacier National Park. There's a lot of places you can fall off on cliffs there. I that is one of my fears. That is one of my irrational fears. I never stand on the edge of a cliff with for, anybody. For anybody who doesn't know, there's a news article out there. You can Google it yourself. Well, we won't go into the whole details, but essentially, a newlywed wife shoved her husband off of a cliff. Eight days. He does not exist anymore. He does not exist anymore. And she like made this whole thing. This happened here in Oregon, right? No, no, Montana. In Montana, Gla- oh, Glacier me. National Park. Okay. Yep. Yeah, where she'd been married to this guy, and then she claimed that uh, that he like had driven off with some friends, when in fact she actually pushed him off the cliff. That is one of my biggest fears, though, standing on the edge of a cliff with somebody. Yeah. And then also it's my fear in myself because I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those, I don't, I don't like standing on the edge of cliffs. Because then you're, like, you're standing with someone, and then you kind of think, like, what would happen if I push them? Yeah. I don't think that that's wrong. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. You're the one that always brings up murder, so yeah. I would think you would be the one I would not want to stand near a cliff. Yeah, near a cliff with. Yeah, no, no, I think no, it's other shouldn't. people that would be more dangerous. No, no, you shouldn't. Well, because it's also a thing. Danger. Yeah, I don't know. Like my anxiety gets. Why like, would you accidentally just push someone? Like that's your tick to push know. someone off of a cliff. You no, have it's a not fantasy about pushing people off. No, cliffs. but it's either like you get on the edge of a cliff, and all I can think is either jump or push. Like, cause it's just it, it's just there. I why? Hate it. That is not a natural. I don't know. Thing. That's why I don't. No, like the cliffs. natural reaction is to say, get away from the cliff. Get away from it. Get away from it. That's your body's. Natural instinct Mm-mm. is to get away from yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like this. Not jump place. off or push someone off. I'm not going to push anybody off the cliff. You just said though. That's when what I was in the cliffs of Moor, though, uh, in Ireland. Those cliffs are terrifying, and everyone's just kind of standing on the edge, and I'm just like, oh god. No, I don't really trust other people necessarily, <laughs> but I don't have I don't have some deep seated desire to shove anyone else. I don't else have off the any desire. It's just like one like of that's those- not a fear of mine that I'm going to accidentally just reach out my hand and just shove somebody off a cliff. 
Oh, see, I think it, it has, uh, you know, with uh, the anxiety that I have. I, I have that where when I get to the side, like, it's like walking anxiety, over. anxiety, by is. the way. <laughs> those are, it those are homicidal tendencies. That's not homicidal tendencies. No, like, even when I'm walking over a tall bridge, like, I start to panic because I'm just like, oh, gosh, what if I accidentally fall off this bridge? Like, what if I can't stop myself from falling? Never mind. It's crazy and then you just there. decide to shove someone else off so that it's impossible so that can't happen no. that you fall off? Yeah, as, I'm not going to shove it. As being in the chat says, murder spasms. <laughs> yeah, not that's, murder not, spasm. that's not a normal reaction, by the way. That's not a normal thought process. Nobody else thinks that? No. No. <laughs> you never question in your own... Okay, never mind. No, I I'm never questioned that I would want to shove somebody off of a cliff. I mean, I have like a slight fear of heights where I want to back away from it. Well, it's not like I'd want to do it because I wanted I to. What if I couldn't stop myself from doing it? Dexter says the same thing. That doesn't make it okay. <gasps> Shockwave in the chat said that, he, yes, he thinks the same thing. Yes. Well, I am. Remind me to stay away from anywhere near a cliff with any of those people. Yeah, don't stand... I didn't tell you to stand near a cliff with me. Don't stand near a cliff with me. That's why I hate hiking. Too. Oh, walking on the sides of cliffs? No. Wait, you don't really... You don't no, think? I don't. I have never had the thought run through my head to push someone <gasps> off a Bean cliff. Bean thinks so, too. All right. Bean thinks so sometimes. This is making me feel better. This is alone. terrifying me. These are people See, revealing things what, that shouldn't be revealed. This is what I'm telling you, Greg. Like, don't trust standing on the edge of a cliff with anyone. No, I I am don't nervous s- about other yeah. people, but I honestly don't think I've ever had the uh, the... Inclination to push someone else off of a cliff. Now you will. I'm terrified of other people. Mm-hmm. I want to back away from the cliff because I have a little bit of a fi- fear of heights. Mm-hmm. And I never, I always keep an eye on people that are around me. <gasps> All right. Michael even says I had the falling slash jumping fear the whole way across the Golden Gate Bridge. It is. It's an irrational fear where you kind of question in your mind whether or not you can stop yourself. Even though not, you're not suicidal, okay. mind you. But that's not different. Sui- Fall, the fear of falling off of a, somewhere somewhere tall, that's a fear of heights and and and. Uh, just your brain overworking that and overthinking that. Your fear of heights of threatening of falling off. Fear of shoving someone else off, that's a whole different animal. That okay. is a different thing. No, it's the fear. It, it's just the thought of, like, how... I don't know. Like, I mean, how, how much can you stop yourself from doing something? How, how much can you <laughs> stop yourself from shoving... So, from Or from jumping off of from something. From shoving someone off of a cliff. How much control do you have to stop yourself? Wow. <laughs> Someone just wrote Sarah still and I am scared of everything <laughs> coming to <laughs> this fall to lifetime. Oh. That's terrifying that you have this. No, and it, like for me it wasn't it isn't other people. It's like for me. It's like me thinking that I'm going to do something like to myself like accidentally. I will never ride a ski lift with you by the way. <laughs> don't. I hate ski lifts. Never. I don't you probably have never saw this. There was an, used to be an old Kevin Nealon sketch where he would be riding the ski lift, you know, and he'd, he'd be already on there, and a random person would sit down next to him. And basically, he'd just say all these ridiculous things to them. Like, oh, yeah, see that? Remember that forest fire last year? Yeah, I did that. So are you having a good day today? And like, talking to them <laughs> about skiing. And then just randomly, when he's done talking to them, he's like, well, time for, to go, time for you to go. And he just shoves the person oh, off. Oh, fuck that. That's how I picture it. Well, I already day. have a bad record with ski lifts. Well, the time only to go. time, the one of the like, the only time I've ever snowboarded and one of like the four times I've ever been on a ski lift, one of the times somebody was dangling from my snowboard on the ski lift. Yeah. Did that actually happen or did you... No, that totally were happened. You, uh, were you possibly involved in that? I did No, I didn't do anything. Hmm. I told her not to sit next to me because I'm, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then yeah. she hooked her... It was a, she had a ski or a snowboard. I can't remember what. But she dangled from my, from my ski lift huh. chair. I don't know how I was able to hold on to her like without falling off. 
Is that really what... I wonder if she would tell the same story. That's all I really wonder about. Hmm. Anyway, tomorrow on the show, Randy Mendez for the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Show. Hilarity! Uh, should we do a little bit of ball talk? Oh, we could do ball talk. I have World of Crazy, too. Okay, let's do some... Let's do ball talk first, then World okay. of Crazy, because... We got a little bit of paranormal in the podcast. Oh, jeez. Paranormal balls? Not uh, a little bit in this, yes. A little bit of the unknown. Nipple <laughs> says, Dear Airlines of America, never let Sarah sit in the exit row. No. It's just like... I don't understand. Ch- I, that's seriously your- terrifying that you really do have this... It is. Inclination. It's not, it's not an inclination. It's just a what if. Uh, like, I know my mind works in a fucked up way. I know this. Because it's always like, just like the airplane thing. It's just, don't you ever think of like, what, not a what if, not like you're going to do it, but like a what if. What if I shove someone off of a cliff? Like, what are the what ifs that you wonder about? Like, what if you open the, the I don't know, like, whatever, whatever. Well, you're not going to be able to stop yourself from murdering no, after that? Well, see, that's the thing. That's, that's what, that's what makes you a human being is that you can stop yourself from doing that stuff I've actually scared John <laughs> John I've actually scared John and boring I am I'm apparently terrifying oh, yeah I'm you not are. a sociopath that's kind of what a sociopath that thinks not, like no because I can I don't do it you have the urge to I don't you just try to urge. control it I and don't know urge is different I don't have the urge I have the thought that's an urge that is an urge. You've got an urge to shut people up. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. <laughs> God damn it. Terrifying. I admit the worst shit on this show. <laughs> absolutely Why terrifying. Why did I even... We're going to take that out of the podcast. No, no. People need to be warned. <laughs> That's for everyone's safety. That's staying in the podcast. Uh, first up in ball talk, we have this. The um, FIFA, of course, the governing body of soccer... Or as football, as the rest of the world sometimes calls it. FIFA is uh, the governing body of this. And a couple of years ago, they announced that they will be having the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Qatar, of course, in the Middle East there. And there's been a lot of questions since they made that announcement. Not so much about the... um, I mean, there's been some, some talk about the political climate there. Although Qatar is fairly safe as far as having it. I'm sure all that part will be fine. But there's nothing they can do about the fact that it's fucking hot in Qatar <laughs> and they have the World Cup in June and July. So let's see here. I'm going to look up what exactly the average temperatures are. It says if 50 degrees Celsius. Um, let's see if we can convert that to uh, Celsius to Fahrenheit. <laughs> Let me right get my 122 degrees. Chart. Oh, my goodness. Average, average temperatures of 122 degrees, which... Playing soccer in 122-degree weather is not going to work very well for most players. The uh, head of the World Cup actually said, ah, we may have made a mistake with that. Um, actually, oh, it may he actually uh, is quoted as saying, it may well be that we made a mistake at the time <laughs> in giving the World Cup to Qatar. Now, there's, there's different theories and things that they're trying to do to come up with to combat the heat, including that whole floating cloud idea. That they had where it'd be like a, a cloud oh, that yeah. floats over the stadium. Like the mechanical floating cloud thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A mechanical floating cloud. But regardless, it's going to be so damn hot that it's uh, it's going to be tough. And then at the same time, they're talking about how, well, it's an international sport. So should we really just cater to Europe and South America? Because those you know are traditionally the soccer powerhouses. Now it's not just those anymore. It's, it's a worldwide sport. And that, well, 
maybe we all need to adapt to the heat in the Middle East. So either way, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Nuts. 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 That's going to be hot. <laughs> so expect a lot of things to come of this in the coming years. Moving on to Baltoc. This one goes to our Alabama fans. Scandal. Scandal? Erupted due to a news report that University of Alabama head coach Nick Saban will be visiting the University of Texas regarding their head coaching position. Now, of course, Texas does have a head coach, Mac Brown, although he lost to BYU last week, and there's been speculation he may get end up being replaced by the end of this year. Now, this article went on to say that Nick Saban was visiting Texas to uh, explore the opportunity of coaching the University of Texas. Now, if you really listen to this story, there's a lot of things that it doesn't really make sense. I mean, they have a head coach. They haven't gotten rid of Mac Brown. They wouldn't bring in and start interviewing Somebody, Matt Grant's like a he's a he's a big time coach. Okay, they wouldn't bring in Nick Saban from Alabama to start talking about the position. Let alone why would Nick Saban leave Alabama? He's won two out of the last three national championships or whatever the hell. But this article took off and was posted all over different Alabama sites. It made it to Sports Illustrated, and uh, from there started a lot of panic for Alabama fans. But it was fake. It was somebody just writing that up as a uh, as once again. Fooling, fooling people mm. with a satirical article because it's ridiculous that Nick Saban would ever leave. But people believed it, oh. and they got all worked up. About it. <laughs> uh, moving on to Baltoc. Here is a mistake, a marketing mistake that um, it's pretty epic. So this comes from Wisconsin, and it's a Wisconsin golf course where uh, – let me see here. Make sure I've got the complete ad. So it's a Wisconsin golf course. Where they put up an ad advertising a special discount for tomorrow. Now, today is September 10th, 2013. Tomorrow, of course, would be September 11th, which has a little bit of significant meaning in the United States. It sure does. They offered a 9-11 discount where golfers could golf nine holes for $9.11. Want to go 18 holes? That'll run you $19.11 for their 9-11 Memorial Day of Golfing. Genuine, generally not the right way to advertise on that because there were a lot of upset people. So they posted yeah. this ad in the newspaper, and um, they uh, they have now issued an apology saying, "Oh, sorry about that. That was said. We are a family-owned business and proudly support all local charities, and have always given twenty percent off every day to all police, fire, emergency, military. Please accept our apology." So whoever's in charge of their marketing, it's family-owned business, so it's probably some kid that's just out of college. That oh yeah. He could go on to that and, and try to pull something off. Billy got the marketing job that he wanted. Oh, Billy. And they have now apologized for that. They also have posted on their website. This is the Tumble Down Trails Golf Course. Please stay tuned to see if we will be open on Wednesday, 9-11. We are now worried about what people will do, say to our staff, and do not want anything to happen or get out of control. Sorry for the inconvenience this may have caused anyone. Okay, it's a dumb idea what they did. That was stupid. That was dumb to have tried to come up with a marketing ploy of that mm. and to do that. But I don't think anybody should f- go firebomb the golf yeah. course or, you know, go off on them. They're apologizing. That was a stupid mistake. They realized it's not it. the end they of the pulled world. it. Yeah, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, oh, Nipples in the chat said, this golf course is where I grew up. So proud. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dumb idea. And they should be made fun of. And they should maybe, if you don't want to go use their golf course for don't, a little yeah. bit, If you don't that's like fine. it, then yeah, don't, don't But yeah, it. if they're seriously worried about threats from idiots, don't go threaten them. Just, uh, you know, skewer them. Make fun of them. That's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. 
Because, um, yeah, it's it's not the end of the world, but that is a really, really dumb idea. Also, yeah, it's being noted that the newspaper should have questioned that idea as well. Like, well, let's not uh, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Uh, moving on to Ball Talk. Our final two stories have a little bit of audio to go with them. Oh, boy. And this one, actually, I want to get your opinion on this. Because okay. this has to do with a story that went around on YouTube. And there's two different sides that people are taking with this. So I'm just going to give exactly what the facts are. I'm going to play the audio. I'm going to see what your opinion is of this. So this comes from a New York Jets football game over this weekend. The Jets were taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in New York. And this recording is done by a young woman who said, uh, well, woman, actually, I don't know how old she is, but she filmed her young cousin. The kid looks to be about... I would guess six or seven. Okay. Maybe eight, somewhere in that range. <laughs> we all know your child guessing age. <laughs> yeah, uh, grade age school. Guessing. I would say grade school for okay. sure. Um, and it's him speaking to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan that happens to be there. He, of course, is wearing a New York Jets shirt. He's a Jets fan in the Jets stadium. So here is what he had to say to a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan that was at the stadium. Okay. That is so fucking irritating. Well, that is your response. That is my response as well. However, the woman who posted it thinks it's just super cute. Oh, Jesus. No, somebody, I'm, I'm surprised that kid didn't get smacked. That kid deserves to get smacked. Yeah. And that is a kid who, in a few years, once he gets to high school, is going to get beat up a lot. A lot. If that's yeah, the way he continues being, to run his mouth. Yeah, if you're uh, like being congratulated for being a little turd. Yeah. Yeah, he was being yes, that's like, a, that's congratulated a, and posted on YouTube and all of these things look for at being my a little, little cupcake. Look at that little yes, as Mr. Jakey says, that's a little shit apple. That, that is, is that a, is that is what a shit apple that's sounds a shit like. Shit apple and bottle kid rolled that's into a, one. That's a Michael Bryan if I've ever heard one. That's, that is a Michael Bryan. <laughs> Fucker, Michael Bryan. Uh, so this uh, yeah, so this kid. That's what posted. She is now going on YouTube, of course, and defending it and saying, oh, no, how dare you? How dare you? He's seven years old. There it is. He's oh, seven years old. Old enough to know better. What a little turd. Dude, that is where... There's one thing about being a little kid and being a fan, and you can root for your players and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, cheer for the team. Don't be an little asshole. Little kids, do not teach them to talk shit to other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is not... It's really not cool, really, anytime. Mm-hmm. Although you can do it a little bit if you get older, and it's just a fellow adult, and you know that you're both just playing around. That can happen. That's fine, especially among friends. This kid is yelling at a total stranger and yelling those things. Yeah. Calling the guy a loser and that he should go home. <laughs> it's being noted that this kid is the king of the shit apples. He is the king of the shit apples. King of the shit apples. And you apples. know he's pointing his little fucking sticky finger in people's faces as he was yelling that. Yeah, he is. There's a full video of him. Uh, I don't ever want to see that. He is a gross little kid. He's a gross. I bet he has like a little popsicle stains around his little dirty mouth. Probably, probably does, actually. Yeah. I'd have to pull it back up to see it. Uh, so, so there is that. And finally in ball talk, we have this. Monday Night Football returned last night. 
as the uh, close of the first weekend of NFL season. Um, oh, by the way, my fantasy football team totally kicked ass this week. Probably set the uh, because your fantasy football probably team set the league record for most points because I had like 185 points because I have Colin Kaepernick as my quarterback and it was pretty badass. Also, my friend Lisa was in town yesterday and she said the sleeper pick is Kenny Stills from New Orleans, but that's because she's friends with his cousin and she thinks he's attractive. So, <laughs> there's your fantasy football tip. She made me say that. Um, and. Of course, Philadelphia took on the Washington Redskins last night, making the official NFL season, regular season debut of head coach Chip Kelly, formerly of the U of O. Watched the game with some U of O fans yesterday. Uh, Too bad Chip Kelly's gone. So I decided just in honor of Chip Kelly now officially being a part of the NFL, even though it was official before, but now it's real, real. We play a little song. Of course, Chip Kelly, former head coach of University of Oregon, Maybe bring some tears to some Ducks fans' eyes because of this song when he decided to leave. Oops. Chip, don't go, don't you go. Don't you leave the Ducks of the U of O. Don't you leave before we see our crystal dreams. Chip, don't go, don't you go To Philly, Cleveland, or Buffalo They don't have half the heart or the jerseys When I was just eight years old Okay, how long do we have to hear this? three-win season I just I'd tell everyone's reminded that Chip Kelly's never coming back to U of O Now you got me believing will be so good next year it won't be funny Mariota Black Mamba oh my god when is this over and Phil Knight's money that's the truth right there though oh, Phil oh, Knight's oh, money that is where everything comes from Chip don't go don't you go alright that's it uh, but okay, guess what you. he did go and he's never coming back again ever You're mean. They're ranked number two in the country. I don't feel too bad for any U of O fans out there. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I know Eugene is a small town, but what's Cleveland anyway? Those crowds. That's like the saddest lyric ever. Mm-hmm. What's Cleveland anyway? <laughs> Hello, my friends. Hello, Greg. Hello. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, I have a Mars update for you. Now, remember how we were talking about how you could apply to go to Mars to be one of the pioneers? Yes. Yes. Don't say that. Goddamn. Sounded too similar to your Dr. Science, yes. The Mars One venture has had more than 200,000 people Register their interest in taking their one-way trip to the Red Planet, Greg. Shoot, I haven't registered. You still can. All right. So, uh, so to be precise, so over two thousand people, two hundred thousand people have registered. But to be precise, two thousand seven hundred eighty-two people have gone the full distance. They have all paid the registration fees and How much submitted was it again? their videos. 
Oh, I can't remember. It's like 75 mm. bucks or something? Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, see, I'm not willing to pay just to submit. I mean, they're making a killing off of this. Mm-hmm. So this is the Mars one. So let's see. So you have to... Okay, so you pay a fee ranging from $5 to $73. I'm sure you get higher consideration if you do $73. So you go to the Mars One website, and you can still submit your application. So they're weeding through all of the people right now, so 2,782 of them. Yeah, they're counting their money right now is what they're doing. Yeah, so the field is getting winnowed down uh, over the next year or two, and they're set to go to Mars in 2018. So, uh, Greg, but there is still good news. Are they really, though, set to go to Mars? I don't know. This is what it says. Greg, but aspiring Martians, which you would be a Martian if you lived there. Yeah. um, Who have missed round one or could not meet the age restriction. Oh, you could totally. Because you you have to be like 18 to like 50 or something. uh, Can join subsequent astronaut selection programs that will continue on in the upcoming years, Greg. So just even though you might not have been picked this time around, you still can apply to be a Martian. Where's their proof, though, that they're going to be able to actually go into space? You know what? Announcing right now, Mars 2. Mars 2 will be accepting accepting your applications for only a mere price topping out at $70, $3 less than what they're charging. You can submit video. Uh, females will be preferred, but it doesn't matter as long as you pay the fee. $70. Yes. $10 dif- discount for women. 60 bucks. 60 bucks only for women. Oh, 70 creepy. bucks for dude to apply to join me on the Mars 2 lander launching in 2023. So we can accept applications up to five times a year. The more times you apply, the more preference the you'll get. The higher your chances. The higher your chances. Mm-hmm. We'll raise it 10 times a year. You can, you can apply. 10 times a year, you can donate. Uh, you can go to funemploymentradio.com. Just click on that donate button right there, and that'll go to the Mars 2 fund. Maybe you'll get the chance to join me on Mars. Well, you can also, uh, Mar- so Mars One is doing this. There's also a group called Inspiration Mars, which uh, is the one that, Greg, you might want to look into this. It aims to send a man and a woman to the Martian service in 2018. One woman for ever on Mars? That's a, is that a, is that a, a tall time? order. That is a tall order. That's a tall order right there. <laughs> it says that specifically she has to be tiny and blonde, Greg. Well, we could... Like every few years and somebody else shows up? Is that how They it? can cycle through as soon as she gets a little too old. I mean, get you know, in a, Bring in a younger version. I mean, you know, for sci- for scientific purposes, I guess I'd have to go along with you that. You probably would. All right, next up, uh, our sister to the north, out of Seattle, Washington. They're keeping it classy. This is usually a story out of Portland or Florida. Uh, Seattle police say a baptism turned into a brawl in which five police officers were actually assaulted and two celebrants at the baptism were arrested. At a baptism, huh? At a baptism in Seattle. So uh, police say un- uh, abundant alcohol was being served this past weekend at the South Park Community Center, uh, the South Park Community Center, uh, to celebrate the baptism and fighting broke out before midnight. Wow, that's a late baptism. That doesn't seem like that's how baptisms work. I didn't, Aren't they usually in the morning? I think they're usually in the morning. They're not usually around midnight on a Saturday. But yeah. apparently this is when this one happened. So uh, officers responding to noise complaints from the neighbors from the very noisy baptism. Uh, officers arrived and tried to break up the fights that were already starting because of the abundant alcohol and, and the beauty of the Is this baptism. a child's baptism? I don't know. Or an adult baptism. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. Uh, so when the officers arrived and tried to break up the fights that had already started, the crowd stopped fighting with themselves and started fighting with the police. Jeez. 
A citywide call for help brought in more police and King County deputies to finally disperse the crowd at the rowdy baptism. Uh, of the five officers who were assaulted, only two had just slightly minor injuries. The two suspects were jailed for investigation of assault. Classy, Seattle. Classy. <laughs> Keeping it classy. Next up out of Tokyo. I said random stories today. It's yep. just random. Uh, this is out of Tokyo. And this the story was just odd, the way it was written, so I'm just going to do this. A tragic scene unfolded in a supermarket in Kurishaki, Okayama. Where, where was that again? Oh, damn it. Kurish, Kurishiki, Okayama. I'm sorry, I'm not understanding. Kurishiki, Okayama. Okay. O- Okayama. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, this past weekend, as a 32-year-old named Shinji Kuroki... Went on a massive poking. Shinji Kuroki of of what city? Of the Western Kurokis. Uh, Kur- uh, of Kurikashi Shaki Okiyama. Uh, okay. Shinji Chur- Kurikoki. Shinji Kurikoki. Shinji Kur- Kuroki went on a massive poking and squishing rampage inside of the grocery store. <laughs> Details of the to- of the total damage. I just like to say that he went on a poking and squishing rampage. Like poking and squishing like a game of grab ass he was playing there or something? <laughs> no, he was squishing and poking the food. Oh. Uh, details of the damage are sketchy, but reports are that packs of meat had holes of them poked with his fingers and loaves of bread were mushed up and thrown onto the floor because of this angry Shinji Kuroki. That would be kind of fun. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just destroying a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, according to the Okiyama police, Kuroki entered the supermarket... This past Saturday at about 2 p.m. Then over the next 15 minutes, a rampage against packaged food ensued, leaving 103 items destroyed beyond salvaging for a total of 59,000 yen in damages. Police arrived. How much does that transfer? Let me try here. I don't know. Put it in there. Uh, 50,000 yen, you said? 59,000 yen. 59,000 yen. Yes, the poking and squishing rampage caused major destruction. Police arrived on the scene soon after a clerk had called the police, but Shinji Kuroki had already left. That's Luckily... almost $600 worth of damage. Wow, that's a lot of poking and squishing. Yeah. That is a lot of poking and squishing. Uh, so Kuroki had already left. Luckily, as authorities were investigating, though, Shinji Kuroki came of. back of Kurishakiki Okiyama. Um... The, kid, the suspect came back to pick up the bicycle that he had forgotten after his poking and squishing rampage. When the police questioned Kuroki, he confessed to poking and squishing inside of the store. Kuroki was quoted by the police as saying, Earlier the staff didn't treat me right. I got upset, so I came back to poke and squish food. The company that runs the supermarket released a, sta- a statement saying that it would improve security at the supermarket to avoid future tragedies like this from occurring. A tragedy? They called it a tragedy? Yes, they called it a tragedy. I mean, yes, that's... I don't know if $600 worth of squished bread counts as a tragedy. It's $600, Greg. That's I, a lot of poked meat and It's a lot bread. of poked meat. I think maybe the word tragedy... Are the police heroes for stopping him? I think so. That, cou- that counts them as heroes? And this is a tragedy? It is. Okay. Just so you know. A little bit dramatic on that. It is a, it's part. a tad dramatic. I just really like how they keep just repeatedly saying poking and squishing. Poking oh, and squishing. All right. Oh, another one. Woo. All right. So I went from Seattle to Tokyo back to Seattle. There we go. Man, maybe, it, maybe I'm going to start starting my sentences with a Florida instead of a Florida man, a Seattle man. All right. Here we go. 
A Seattle man described by police as a self-professed juggalo. Oh. Has been charged with assault following allegations. Um, by the way, the, the child in this is fine, so make all the juggalo jokes that you want. Uh, so a Seattle man described by police as a self-professed juggalo has been charged with assault following allegations that he stabbed a 14-year-old boy after going to a party to try and impress the boy's mother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't fuck with a ninja, yo. Family. Boop, King County prosecutors boop, boop. contend that James A. Sweet, that's the name of the juggalo, I'm Jimmy Sweet. I'm a juggalo. Jimmy Sweet stabbed the boy during Is that his real name or that's his juggalo name? No, it's his, it's his real name. It's okay. Jimmy Sweet. All right. Jimmy Sweet, that's his juggalo name. Uh, so King County prosecutors contend that Jimmy Sweet stabbed the boy in the stomach during a birthday party at his Enumclaw home. Oh, Enumclaw. That's... Okay, I used to have fun to live there. Uh, the boy apparently lightly taunted Sweet. So this was the 14-year-old boy taunting Juggalo Jimmy Sweet, 21 Dude, years old. You're getting made fun of by a 14-year-old kid, and the 14-year-old <laughs> kid is right in the situation. <laughs> Shortly before the stabbing. So describing the stabbing, a King what County... What was the mom's sh- name? It doesn't say. Uh, Can we venture to just guess that it was Thick-Ass Judy, a.k.a. the Clown Juicer? Mm. Describing the stab- stabbing, a King County Sheriff's Office detective said the 14-year-old boy was feeding a, camp- uh, a campfire at a party uh, when Sweet criticized the boy's fire, saying that it wasn't big enough. <laughs> the boy then told so, told uh, Jimmy Sweet, the juggalo, uh, that the fire would be bigger if he threw him into it, which he was saying <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> uh, this angered Jimmy... What does Jimmy Sweet look like? Now I have to look it up. <laughs> Let's see. His real name is uh, James A. Sweet. Juggalo James A. Sweet. So, uh, Jimmy Juggalo Sweet uh, got angry <laughs> because he was he was angry that the 14-year-old boy told him that the fire would be bigger if he threw him this, in it. This is one time where I'm congratulating that 14-year-old. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, having it, so he got, he, the, so the angry response came from Jimmy Juggalo Sweet because the boy said he was going to throw him in the fire. The cast dude is my bitch. <laughs> Oh uh, yes, so Jimmy Jimmy Juggalo Sweet, having attended the party to impress the boy's mother, uh, Jimmy Joe uh, Jimmy Juggalo Sweet drank a beer and smoked some marijuana before approaching the teen and commencing with the stabbing. The kid is fine, and I don't think that <laughs> that Jimmy John or Jimmy Jimmy Juggalo is going to be with the lady anytime soon. I don't know. Actually, I wonder how old she is. I don't know because he's twenty one, the kid's fourteen. How old's the mom? I don't. I don't know. Going for an older lady. There. You know who else is an older lady? Thick ass Judy, aka the oh, clown shut juicer. Up. All right. Whoops. You're a professional. No, I won't be paying that bill. <laughs> no. Greg, new research has come out. It's a new research study. I wanted to let you know about it. Oh, real quick, I wanted to tell you about something, Sarah. Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link if you're going to buy anything from Amazon. Anything at all from Amazon, go to funemploymentradio.com first. Click on that link. It helps us out a lot. New research has suggested that men with small testicles are better parents. Oh, I don't know how to respond I just want to, to let you know. Okay. So re- researchers, they have done a, a thorough study. Thorough. Thorough study. Uh, and they have found that fathers with smaller testicles are more likely to be involved in child care. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about this. Previous okay. studies have suggested that decreases in testosterone may suppress mating efforts, potentially channeling a man's energy toward the care of infants. So if you have small balls, you're more likely to want to spend time with children. That sounds wrong. Not spend time with children like that way. Spend time with children. 
work in childcare. So uh, the team studied 70 fathers uh, aged between 21 and 43, all with young children. And the ones, the men who wanted to be more involved in the children's lives, you know, like be uh, like in more of a, like a parental role okay. to the children, had small balls. Larger testicled men. Uh, let's see. So uh, researchers found that fathers with larger testicles, um, it was negatively tied to their nurturing related brain activity triggered when they viewed pictures of children. So basically, the bigger the bigger your balls, the less likely you are to want to be a parent. Huh. I'm just going to go straight who, from who, the ball story. What? Who conducted this story? Or d- conducted this research? I'm looking. I'm looking. The National Academy of Sciences. Oh, okay. Online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Atlanta's Emory University. So basically, big balls, small balls. Moving away from the balls. Finally, an Israeli man was arrested recently for manipulating women into having sex with him, claiming that he was a sorcerer. The unidentified man, 39 years young, uh, who claims he's a sorcerer, was found online by a woman seeking holistic treatment to overcome uh, emotional problems sustained while breaking up with her boyfriend. So she was seeking some solace. But instead, she found an Israeli sorcerer. So after a series of expensive treatments to help her with her sadness, the man convinced the woman to have sex with him because that is the only way that she could be free from the trauma of her ex-boyfriend and breaking up with him. That sounds like good science, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things got worse for the victim, who admitted to police that she asked the man to physically attack uh, attack her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend... So police actually had to detain the woman on suspicion of conspiracy to cause bodily harm. She's now under house arrest. Uh, so, this, uh, so they arrested the sorcerer this past Sunday night. That's exactly what he calls himself. He calls himself the sorcerer. For what? Uh, he could face charges of uh, having sexual relations with the women against her will, although yeah, she but paid him for it. Yeah, if she paid him, I don't understand how that's against the will. It's not. I mean, I guess you could charge him with prostitution. He could, he is a man toot. I mean, he, he could do that, but I don't know if you could really. I mean, she came there and paid him money to she have sex him with him. She paid him money, and then not only that, she tried to hire him. To I wouldn't really with... call that against her will. Yeah, I would say she explicitly was asking for that if she paid for money, and I'm not trying to. I mean, seriously, she paid him money. Are you exploiting? You're exploiting the sorcerer prostitute, the sorcerer man toot. I'm just saying. It's kind of like that guy in China that said uh, the woman's vagina was haunted, but he if he paid her, I actually saw that his penis on it could today. cure her vagina. Yes, <laughs> I bumped into that story when I was looking for stuff today. I saw that story again. It still makes me chuckle. Only his penis could get rid of the ghosts yes. in her vagina. You have ghosts in there. Yes. All right. Well, there you go. That is my world of crazy. <laughs> That's my song. What up, Greg? How could you get in trouble for that? I don't know, Greg. I'm not asking because this is something that I'm interested in. I'm just saying. Are you trying to figure out a way that you can make money off of convincing hot women to have sex with you? Who wouldn't want to try to figure that out? (laughs) Well, apparently a sorcerer in Israel has. I also don't have any kids. All right, moving on. We do need to do this. So this is something that's actually happening in the world and I think is very important 
that everyone here finds out about. Okay. And it is something that um, happened in the Midwest, something very rare, a very rare occurrence, a very rare, rare <laughs> of where. Sighting of a phenomenon, sir. <laughs> Are a you even saying words anymore? A phenomenon that... Where, rare, care, bear, stare. Mankind for many <laughs> centuries. And I, of course, I'm talking about <laughs> Squatch Sighting! Oh, Jesus. Oops. God damn it. Is it a dancing Squatch? I do think there's a Squatch in these woods. Do you have a Squatch Watch, Greg? Squatch Watch! Oh, Jesus All Christ. Right. All right. Here is Get the latest the news on a Sasquatch encounter. Now, of course, we had the ones up in British Columbia. This is happening far away from there and, bit, and a bit more terrifying, perhaps. Well, I've got some theories on why, but this comes from a Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. Okay. Oh, in Nebraska. In Nebraska, who are investigating a reported sighting of an unidentified hairy creature in late July on a country road that parallels the Platte River. You're weird. A hair sample found at the site is still being analyzed. So here's what happened. 15-year-old witness reported seeing the creature, which he said stood about 7 feet tall on two legs as it ran in front of the vehicle the youth was driving at about 5.30 a.m. The creature then disappeared into the trees along the river. Is this a credible source? Is this Bobo the Squatch Hunter? No, it's a 15-year-old who was driving a car at 5.30 a.m. Oh, So the sheriff... It was reported to the sheriff. The sheriff said that... While he thinks it's unlikely that Sasquatch has shown up in Saunders County, he's obligated to check out credible reports. We aren't sure what it is, he said, but we're looking into it. So, and uh, it is being theorized that it's possible because of the, you know, the changing environment and the forest fires. This is a hypothesis of my own because oh, of the Jesus. forest fires that are going on. Yeah. It's flushing out some of the squatches down into kind of the plain states. Flushing out the squatches is where like they will the hang worst out. phrase ever. <laughs> you gotta flush. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna some, flush out the squatches. Sometimes you know squatches I mean. get flushed out. <laughs> I'm gonna they, give so her a midnight truffle. They flushed out and they're all over the midnight plains right now. And so what's happening, I believe, I believe that some squatches may be in... So you think the squatches are starting to like wander? They're starting they're to wander. Wan- there are wandering squatches. If you're in Oklahoma or Nebraska or even some of the uh, some some parts of Colorado outside of the Rockies Mountains, don't be surprised if you see an uptick in squatch sightings because of what's going on with the fires and, of course, the waning season. You know, they're gathering food for the winter, so they're gonna they're gonna expand their boundaries just a little bit, and um, and it's it's highly possible that you could be seeing more squatches. So Nebraska, pretty much confirmed, pretty much 100 percent. Squatches are invading Nebraska. Then Shockwave says, I flushed out the squatches twice already today. I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Squatch! Squatch! Ew. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for your support of Fun Employment Radio. Yes, um, we listening greatly appreciate you. And, yes, listening and downloading our show is fantastic. Sharing it with your friends, posting it on iTunes, or you know, leaving a comment on iTunes, posting it on your website. All of this stuff helps us. Uh, financial support helps us as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, it does. And um, 
you know, supporting our sponsors and everything like that. You guys are fantastic. Fantastical. If you're going to be at the uh, Andrew WK concert tonight, we will probably be there as well. Yes, I'm going to be sweaty and spazzing out there, so please come and say hello. So uh, it's entirely possible we shall be there tonight interviewing Andrew WK. Mm -hmm. And then uh, probably sticking around for the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tomorrow on the show, Randy Mendez, who, of course, is going to be a part of the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase on Wednesday, September 18th. Get your tickets right now from funemploymentradio.com. There's a link right at the top of the page. Click that. Go straight there. And you are done. There you go. That's it's it. Your job is done. And then you can buy buy the tickets and, and come then to the you're show. Set, and then you don't have to stress about getting them at the door. You already have them. Yep. You're good. And you know you're going to have fun. And you can tell all of your friends. Get your friends to buy some tickets, too. Because seriously, it, it is. It's a lot of fun. Like mm. this, You guys are. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you it You will already. be poorer for not being there. Yes. Like, quite honestly. It's a good time. Tuggy will be there as well. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everyone. You guys are awesome. And uh, like we said, Randy Mendez on the show tomorrow. Lots of stuff coming up this week. Oh, first uh, resume rodeo tomorrow, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll talk about all of this and other things and stuff tomorrow and on Front Employment Radio. And stuff. Dot com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.